So hello and welcome to our ongoing series of Icons of Relocation podcast. Uh, My name is Simon Johnston. I'm the CEO of Icon Relocation, a provider of world-leading home search, moving technology and property management solutions. Now today, I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Bernard from Harmony Relocation Network, which in full disclosure, I can confirm that we joined back in 2019. It's also no secret that we're delighted to be part of this network. And I believe, and perhaps Paul can correct me, we were the first relocation-led company to have joined the network um, from 2019. So it's just great to have you with us, Paul. Thank you so much for joining. I hope you're all well. Yes, doing, doing well. Very well. Thank you for having me, Simon. Oh, it's fantastic. It's, so I'm generally looking forward to this conversation because... Um, you, know, you and I talk a lot and we've been working together on a lot, but uh, I just really like to sort of ex- uh, explore a bit more about Harmony and to explain why it's such a great network. So for those who don't know you or indeed Harmony, could you give us an oversight on the group? Yeah, absolutely. So Harmony is uh, we're a network of uh, moving companies and uh, DSPs or relocation providers for those that don't understand uh, the terminology DSP, <laughs> which is a strange term anyway. Yeah, it's not just destination <laughs> and um, we have been in existence for about uh, 30 years now uh, started out uh, early 90s uh, when Europe opened up the borders opened up etc and um, slowly but surely the network uh, developed and expanded from what was first a European network uh, to a global network uh, end of the 90s more or less early 2000s and uh, we have expanded the scope in the last couple of years uh, from uh, not just moving companies, but also relocation companies. And uh, what we really are is a uh, cooperative of um, small to medium sized and some larger independent, fam- oftentimes family owned businesses uh, who are independent, they compete in their own market, and they all are a co owner of Harmony. Uh, there's about 140, yeah, recently a couple, of, I think about 145 now companies. That are part of the network uh, in a total of 66 countries already uh, and that is expand um, as harmony we are uh, we operate or we um, we're a shared service center uh, so we're not a commercial entity so we help our member companies to be commercially more successful uh, that means that we provide sales support marketing support you know rfps and pricing technology support um, we purchase services that you can better purchase um, at large, things like insurance, etc. And thereby and do things like compliance centrally, ISO certification for quality, environment, health and safety. So all the stuff that you can do uh, collectively better than you could do individually, saving costs basically. Uh, so that's what we do. And um, we are a bit of a, uh, we're a unique network in the sense that we're in fact the only global network that is set up as a cooperative with a real shared service structure. I mean, you've seen and you're also a part of that. There's other networks out there on the moving side, on the relocation side that are networks. They have a brand name, but there's no uh, real substance to it in terms of shared services. Uh, so there's, n- there's no tangible benefit of being part of, of that network. And we try to fill that gap uh, as Harmony. Um, to attract uh, larger companies. We are there for members, uh, founded by members, founded for members. So the members really are the ones that we serve and the ones that we try to make more successful. Well, great overview. And I have to say, I totally agree. It's, uh, it's, since joining, it's it's been a pleasure to work with you in Harmony. It's uh, it's probably the best 
Well, let's be honest. It's probably the best group that we've we've joined in our company history. So that's that that says something because there's some quality groups out there. Uh, perhaps we can explore it from a, a corporate company's point of view. Um, so somebody who's looking to buy relocation or moving services, using a Harmony member, um, I suspect Hobbitsy has a lot of values, but from their perspective, do you have any sort of views about why they should be drawn to a Harmony member more than anybody else? Um, yes, uh, what you see is that the Harmony members, they're all small, medium sized and some large, but you know, they're, they're not in, in themselves uh, global companies. Uh, that's mm -hmm. why they joined the network in the first place, so they're not networks by themselves. And um, the global competition uh, that we that we see are very active, of course, in the, what we call the tier one market and the huge multinationals with large outsourced uh, programs. And, and, and those are, of course, targets for the traditional relocation management companies. And what you see is that the Harmony members in general are more active in the tier below that tier two, tier three, whereby uh, the client wants a more personal service, um, doesn't want to outsource everything and anything uh, they, they want to outsource the moving want to outsource the dsp sometimes the immigration uh, depends a bit on the on, on the scope uh, but not anything um you know like compensation benefits as so stay far away from whatever touches compliance um, and and because clients especially in the european continent often work with you know some of the big four uh, for those for those elements and that's the sweet spot of a harmony member whereby you can you have access uh, to uh, a global uh, delivery network of excellent service providers uh, in, in most of the countries um, that really focus on, on service delivery. Uh, that's what they're, you know, that's, that, that, that's in their nature. That's why they founded the business, of course, in the first place. Yet the global network gives you the, the compliance, the outsource certification, the technology, etc., for you to be able to compete with some of those larger uh, companies. That also operate in the space. So I think the the, the you know the strength of the, of the Harmony member, the typical Harmony member, would be local relationships, uh, the culture, um, not a lot of staff changes. Uh, people tend to stay with those small to medium-sized companies. We're not you see you don't see those big revolving doors where people right. go in and out. There's more stability there from an account management perspective, from a relocation or move coordinator perspective. Uh, so there's, it's a much more personal service that the Harmony member can give compared to you know, a larger, uh, a larger entity. No, I have to say, I totally agree with that. And everything that our, our experience has been backing that up. Uh, but just sort of picking back off on something you said earlier, I believe you said you're in 60 countries? 66, yeah. 66. Yeah. So can you give us a sort of view about what's in the future for Harmony? Uh, are you looking to grow that? Is that looking to be larger than that? Or are you looking to put more depth in those countries? What's What's Harmony's ambitions? I think there's a few, um, let's say, obvious countries where we could expand. Um, it's a small industry that we uh, that we work in, so there's not a lot of uh, companies uh, in certain markets that we're not yet present. Um, so uh, we work with an agent in those type of countries. Uh, if I look at uh, the world map, uh, well, I'm not looking at it, but if I think of the world map, then I would say there's probably six or seven countries where I think we should expand, uh, where there's a sufficient amount of economic activity, where there's a, a sufficient amount of expats or assignments uh, going to and from, whereby it would justify uh, having uh, a member at some point. Um, but if, you know, if, if you're in, in a small country uh, and you're a local relocation company or moving company, uh, you really have no competition, it doesn't make any sense to join one particular network because the whole world is working with you anyway. 
And um, so even though there's, what is it, 195 countries uh, globally, right. perhaps 205 according to the <laughs> according to the FIFA regulations, uh, forget about football. I mean, there's 195 countries and uh, yep. many of them are small islands. We'll never have a member there that, that doesn't justify the investment. You'll see members in those markets where there's a, a fairly large uh, uh, immigration and, uh, you know, for expats and assignments. Um, and, and not in other countries. So there's a few markets where we are still not represented, um, but we'll, we'll get there in the next in the next couple of years. Yeah, I think it's an interesting point, isn't it? The, 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 there's not the aim to be in every country for the sake of it, it's to be in the countries where there is a high turnover of assignees or where the ex excellence is required. Yeah, but I think okay. that with, with the 66 countries where we are now, yeah. uh, I think it's fair to say that we would cover about 95% of uh, the expat population, so to speak, uh, the regular corporate expat type population. Mm. And there's so many countries um, still not covered. I mean, about, uh, what is it, 120 or so, that we're, we're not, but those are very, very small countries or countries in trouble uh, mm. or uh, countries where there's simply not, en not, enough, uh, not enough business. Yeah. But network development, I mean, we want to expand, but at the same time, uh, we need to keep in mind that the network itself is also evolving. Yeah. We, we consist of uh, the members are uh, all uh, business owners. Uh, business owners sometimes change, the network changes. Every now and then the company uh, goes out of business or is sold for whatever reason and joins a competing organization. So network development also in our existing markets is something we need to continuously do. Um, it, do it doesn't stop. Um, so we need to both expand as well as manage the existing uh, network to make sure that there's you know, a healthy healthy market share in each market. Uh, well said. Um, can I just sort of go back on a comment? Because one of the things that really interests me is everything really around quality and obviously making sure that you can show the highest quality. Now, one of the things that uh, drove us to joining Harmony was the fact that the ISO audits in the 9001, 14001, et cetera, you have your own in-house auditor um, in regard to this. Um, could you maybe just explore this a bit more? Because I think quality is just so important. So why do you have your own in-house auditor? Why do you take this part so seriously? Because, yeah, we feel it's the only way we can really control that part. Um, and, um, you know, there's there's quite a few uh, quality systems around um, by multiple industry organizations, so to speak. But uh, if you look at what the corporate worlds expect, uh, they expect an objective uh, system. And we think ISO, of course, is is, is the, the most objective and, and uh, most well-known uh, measurement system uh, around. Uh, plus the fact that we have a global network uh, that needs to be supported by uh, auditors that also uh, cover and audit globally. So we have our internal auditor, but we've been ISO certified since 1996, so uh, for a long time already, and we've had that group certification uh, since that time. And um, it um, sometimes, you know, if we if we speak to clients, uh, you know, we're a network of independent companies, and um, you could think of the fact that operationally or supply chain management is not so fixed but through that ISO certification uh, uh, that's really the cement of the organization uh, it's the rules and regulations companies must uh, must stick to must abide by and uh, so it is important we order that internally as well as externally so we have uh, one person actually two uh, one is responsible but we have two actually traveling and doing internal audits uh, many many times actually it's currently in 
um, Uruguay, and so he'll be back next week and the week after he is in Brazil. So he is actively auditing, and um, uh, but it, it's important and he's extremely objective. It's not something. I mean, if we audit somebody and we let's say we propose them for uh, to our external auditors, which is Lloyd's, Regi Lloyd's registers for uh, for ISO certification, they will then do a selection of those companies. And if we haven't done our work right, uh, yeah, it, it's not going to happen. So we have to do we have to take those audits uh, seriously and um, yeah. it works well. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think uh, I believe anyway, you're the only organization that insists that all members secure ISO 9001. Yeah. So uh, and I don't believe that any other group doing that. So. I mean, why that's interesting, certainly from our perspective, is that we know that when we start working with any of the other Harmony members, wherever they are in the world, they're with the same standard, which is difficult for other networks to really um, confirm, if you like to explore. So it, it, is, uh, it is an interesting aspect and one which I believe needs to be sort of properly aired. So yeah. um, well, we, do, we do stay in line with, with, you know, there's industry standards uh, on the shipping side. There's, there's the Fidi Fane norm on, on right. the DHP side. Uh, there's the Euro Quality Shield. Right. Fidi is mandatory for, for uh, or famous mandatory for Fidi uh, companies, of course. Euro Quality Shield is not mandatory for, for uh, Euro members. Um, but we try to stay in line with what those certifications um, demand operationally so that our members don't have to comply with two different sets of rules. Uh, one says A, the other says B. Yeah. Uh, so we we do make sure that we comply with uh, for, from an operational perspective with the industry standards. Yeah, it's actually worth exploring because uh, for a second, uh, for those who don't know, the EUA does the EUA quality seal, which is based on ISO 9001, which is something we've had since oh 2008, I believe. I think we're the first UK company to ever got the EUA quality seal. So while it's based on to, uh, 9001, uh, I believe the, the key issue here is with Harmony, you've actually now got 9001 and we're getting 14001. So everything's covered. So yeah. it, it's, it's worth just exploring that. Uh, that sounds can really I, amazing. Can I perhaps add something to that? Uh, yeah, please. On the, on the quality part. Uh, so yeah, every please. member company on an annual basis, they must do uh, an, what we call an annual uh, review. And all the members do that. Uh, the end result of that is that you as an individual member you can benchmark yourself against what all the other what, what the group does so you can see if you're above or below uh, the benchmark from you know quality results etc claim percentage and um, the outcome of that uh, annual review uh, is then at the same time the input for your management review management reviews are of course important you have to look at what you've done, uh, where you will need to improve. And uh, if you look at what um, 140 other companies are doing, you can compare yourself against that norm. Uh, that's very, very uh, valuable, obviously. I think it's more than just valuable. I mean, we're in this incredible changing market at the moment, um, which we're seeing across the world, isn't it, from a, a housing point of view or a freight point of view. To make sure that all Harmony members are actually challenging each other to become better, it's got to be good for us, but also good for our clients. Yeah. Paul, this is amazing. Is there anything else that you would like to explore in Harmony before we sort of bring this podcast to a close? No, I think that um, there is uh, the, the, the stability of our, uh, the, the way we're, we're organized, our network is, is, mm -hmm. uh, is, is a real, real benefit. We're here to stay and, uh, you know, you'll see companies come and you'll see companies go. But um, every year we grow with a net with 10 to 15 new member companies. Uh, so there's a... Uh, it's it not there's not a lot of um, 
uh, it's not extremely complicated to start a moving company or to start a relocation company. You know, so the threshold to join. Uh, and so you'll see, um, uh, you know, the whole industry will develop. You'll see um, on the one hand, you see centralization uh, of companies being bought by other companies. Um, but the good thing about the, the, the concept of our network is that it continues to it has it will continue to grow because there's going to be new entrepreneurs uh, with younger people with new ideas, etc. Yeah. And that's the good part of it. Uh, also, the other thing which I find very interesting at the moment is that everything is becoming more technical in the sense of technology wise, systems wise, driven wise. I know this is a conversation you and I've had a few times before. Uh, what I found is really interesting is that there's a, a lot to try and trying to get some, excuse the pun, harmony here on, on the systems as well and try and get that flow level information. Uh, if we can get to that stage, that would be extraordinary for members and all for clients, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's, I know it's a, an aspirational goal, but I know it's something that we all have a ambition to get to. Yeah, it's an, it's an ambitious, and I think it, it's uh, what we see now. It's a collective industry effort uh, whereby all the associations are involved uh, to to make sure that we have at least uh, a standard by which we exchange uh, information. Uh, it's going to be very difficult uh, to uh, for the branch to 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 adopt one particular system like the travel industry has done. Um, you know, with the Amadeus uh, type systems, uh, you you won't find that in uh, in moving and relocation. We're simply too small a branch uh, for big tech uh, to uh, to approach that. So we'll need to, um, every, every company, of course, is, is working on their own uh, technology, which works for them. And uh, But then to exchange information must be done through simple standards. So we're actually quite far. We have interfaces and APIs with uh, with quite a few companies already, clients and, uh, and, and competitors and uh, member companies. And that works well. Mm. So any potential um client of a Harmony member, if they're looking for API connectivity, this is obviously something that collectively we can help them with. I know we can, but also the Harmony network can. So so yeah, if yeah, anybody yeah. wants to have that, it's certainly on the table. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's actually one of the shared services we offer, and many companies have used that, um, either to connect um, members with each other or to connect um, members with their customers. And uh, But we have a team of uh, two or three people that understand it know how know how to do it and we have the um, very very good technology in place to um, let's say translate from one system to the other uh, is, is it again this is a conversation i'm trying to hold myself back because it's one of my favorite um things to talk about at the moment yeah. is it's getting to a position where we actually get free flow of information as close to real time as possible yeah. and if we can actually get that across the harmony network that's game changing i think for us as members but also for our clients so yeah. but i'm going to park that otherwise we're going to go down that rabbit hole way too far yeah. paul uh, i'm going to just say thank you so much for your time uh, it's great i know we've got the harmony conference coming up fairly shortly so i know there's going to be a lot talking about uh, i just wanted to sort of get a flavor of harmony with your permission, it'll be great if we can maybe circle back later and actually dive into some other topics in more detail, uh, which will be amazing to do. Yeah, but absolutely. in the meantime, thank you so much for your time, Paul. You're welcome. Take care.